This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, May 13th, 2012. Stretched Prayer. So this morning we continue our series entitled Stretched, and our focus this morning is on prayer. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Thanks for all the hugs I've gotten so far this morning. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, my name is Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you so much for today. A day that you've made, a day that you had in mind long ago. And it's not by accident that anybody is here today. God, open us up so that we might receive what you would have in store for us. That we would be changed and transformed by your love, by your word. Lord, help us set aside uh, whatever's happening an hour from now and just really settle in and focus on who you are and whose we are. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. So, last week we talked about how, um, how busy it is this time of year, especially in how we're being pulled in like 50 different directions and how it's a challenge some days just coming up with a mutual time to be able to get together with somebody. And in a nutshell, we talked about being stretched, especially at this time of year. But you know, being stretched isn't just our, our calendar and how busy the days are. But we're also stretched because of circumstance, things that we really don't have any control over. You know, situations that, are, that occur, it's one thing to try to juggle, you know, ball games and church activities and work and, and just life in general. But it's another thing to be stretched by situations like illness or dramatic life changes or loss, or financial pressures, or, you know, jobs that really challenge us or no job at all. You know, we all have really devastating situations go on from time to time. And there's situations that stretch us actually at times beyond the limit we think that we have in our humanness. So what are we supposed to do when, um, when being stretched has less to do with us uh, saying no to things on the calendar and more to do with being overwhelmed, well, with life? Sometimes we think that, you know, being a Christian will give us relief from all these challenges, that Jesus has that magic Jesus wand, and he waves it, and all of our challenges disappear. Not... You know, those of you who have been walking with Jesus for a while, know that um, that's not what he promised, is it? That's not what he promised. And actually, sometimes it seems like it's almost just the opposite, that the closer we get to Christ, the more challenges we face at times. Uh, I I don't know if that's true, but it seems like it sometimes. Uh, What we do know for sure is one thing, the closer we get to Jesus, the more Satan is going to do all he can to make our lives challenging. And, you know, if... uh, If he can add to the challenges, he will. That's for sure. And so what are we supposed to do? Well, our situations, we might, you know, be in this this particular century, this year, 2012. 
But all through history, from the beginning of time, people were stretched. And so we take a look at one particular example, David. We talk about David. David, who's the shepherd boy. David, who uh, killed Goliath. David, who was out in the pasture. David, who was who became King David. And he was stretched time and time again. And because of his experience, we have uh, some of, a lot of David's writings in the book of Psalms. Psalms is in the Old Testament. And we find where David had many, many enemies, particularly a guy named King Saul who was very jealous of David. And so David, again, as I said a moment ago, he wrote the Psalms to talk about how stretched he felt and where he needed to land, who he needed to turn to. We'd like to turn right now to Psalm 18. It's one of those Psalms, and and it's interesting because at the very beginning of the Psalm, let me turn to it right now, Psalm 18. I should have had this ready. Okay, Psalm 18, it says um, that David sang this. Uh, He sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of his enemies. Let's listen. You can follow along with your Bibles or your electronic devices or follow along on the screen. This is Psalm 18, 1 through 6, NIV 1984. This is what David says. He says, I love you, Lord. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried out to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. So isn't it interesting? Here we have David who is uh, feeling very attacked. There are people who really want to get rid of him. And he is singing to the Lord. He is praising the Lord. He sang these words in response to God delivering him from the hand of the enemies. I love that. Do we sing when we're, you know, in our response to the goodness of God? You know, um, David counted on the Lord many times because David found themselves in these situations quite frequently. And at the end of the day, you'll, you'll see David cry out, cry out, cry out to the Lord. But at the end of the psalm, he always gives God the glory. And God the praise, because he knew that God was his hope, his strength, and his salvation. Mm. The other day we were in a meeting, and uh, someone brought a uh, devotional, shared with us that day. And and the scripture was from Psalm 121, that we just shared the scripture, gosh, I think just before Easter. But it's a a great scripture, and we can repeat it today because it's very appropriate. Psalm 121, 1 through 2. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the The Lord, Lord, the maker maker of of heaven heaven and earth. earth. The psalm goes on to share 
that the Lord, how the Lord watches over us and, and cares for us and protects us. You know, what really caught our attention when we heard this is what the person who wrote the devotional had to say in response to the scripture here. So this is a devotion uh, written by Sharon Janes. At times, we find ourselves at the end of our mental and emotional resources. Anybody here ever felt like that? Yeah. We feel that we have done everything humanly possible and don't know the best action to take. That's exactly where God wants us every day. Wow. (laughs) That's exactly where God wants us every day, not depending on our human capabilities, but on his unlimited abilities. Not depending on our our own impotence, but on what? His potent power. Not depending on our limited knowledge, but where? On his unlimited wisdom. When we realize that we do not have and never will have all the answers, we can find peace in giving our worries and struggles our everything to the one who does. It's a powerful devotional, isn't it? The other day I was thinking about this, and it, and it, and it reiterated it here. When we realize we do not have and never will have all the answers. <laughs> you know, it's funny because sometimes we, we want... Actually, we want to give God the answers sometimes, don't we? Or we say, God, you got to give me the answers. And God doesn't jump when we say jump, does he? Funny. You know, when we're at a place where we have no place else to turn but God, the question is this, will we recognize when we're there? And, and, and if we do recognize it, which way are we going to turn? Will we turn away from God? Or will we turn toward God? Will we turn toward God knowing that he, in fact, is our only hope? So we know who our model is here when we're stretched, when we're feeling lost, when we're feeling pressured, when we're feeling overwhelmed. Our our model is Jesus. But we want to share with you that Jesus felt the similar emotions and circumstances that we do. Jesus was human. That meant he experienced all of the same kinds of things that we experience. Yet, Jesus was divine, was perfect. There's um, an example, and we find it in the 14th chapter of Matthew, where Jesus dealt with with probably feeling quite stretched. It was at a time when um, he was, was in a crowd, and... The scripture says that he was in the midst of healing. And so we're guessing if it was a crowd, it was like one person after another. Can you imagine the line? People just trying to press in, press in, press in to get to Jesus. And then after that, the crowd was so huge that we read in scripture that Jesus took five loaves and two fish and fed that crowd. The crowd was 5,000 men in addition to women and children. I mean, that can you just imagine that day? that scene and how Jesus might have felt. The healings, the feedings, most likely caused Jesus to feel stretched. And here's what we find in Matthew 14, verses 22 to 23. Just after the feeding, just after they picked up 12 basketfuls of leftovers, just after things have have kind of 
well, settled down, I guess. <laughs> um, scripture tells us, it says, immediately, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, here's the key here, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. He was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And so Jesus gives us the key when we're feeling stretched emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, you you name the stretching, the answer is prayer. It is prayer. One-on-one prayer. We saw that Jesus got away. If Jesus needs to do it, don't we? Absolutely. Jesus had quiet time with prayer. And as the video at the very beginning of the service that we saw about prayer, prayer is not uh, listing through, but listening to. I'm going to say that again. Prayer is not listing through, but listening to. Listening to God's direction for each one of us. You know, when we're not informing God, not where we're informing God, but when we're allowing God to transform us. Prayer, in the words of a theologian, um, Soren Kierkegaard, and we saw this in the video too, prayer does not change God, but it changes him who prays. Prayer does not change God, but it pray, changes he or she who prays. Over over, over again, we see Jesus in the scriptures taking time away from the disciples, away from the crowds, taking time away from whatever it is that's stretching him, and taking time to be in communion one-on-one with God the Father. Perhaps the most memorable time where we see this is on his final night before his crucifixion, where Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, And even though he takes his closest disciples with him, he goes away from them. He separates from them to spend time with God alone. You know, knowing that he would be facing later that night and the next day, knowing he would be uh, stretched to the maximum by human standards, if not beyond, what did Jesus do? He went to God the Father in prayer. You know, that's a very good model. It's a great model for us, a great reminder for us when we are stretched to our human limits. There are some quotes of some famous people that really have um, quite a great message for, for us today. Abraham Lincoln says that, wrote this, I have been driven to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. And Martin Luther wrote, pray and let God worry. Sometimes it's tough to pray, though, isn't it? Especially when we feel like our prayers aren't connecting, when we feel there's like that expression, not going past the ceiling. When we've been praying and nothing seems to be happening, when 
when, let's say, we're all prayed out. I'm all prayed out. You know, what do you do when you feel like James J. Brad and Cinderella Man? And you've been praying and praying and praying, and, uh, and maybe you're all prayed out. When you feel like your prayers aren't getting past the ceiling. Let's think about that this week, about prayers getting past the ceiling. I'd heard somebody not too long ago say, um, you know, they don't have to get past the ceiling because God's right here. All around us, no matter where we are, and not just here at church, not just at home or maybe in that special place you go to pray, not just in those places. God, you know, is with us at all times, all places. I, we're reminded of when Moses was on the mountain and God came to him in the burning bush that didn't burn up and God said, take off your sandals because you're on holy ground. Well, we're reminded that no matter where we are, it's holy ground because God is with us no matter where we are. And our challenge then, since God is all around us and prayers don't have to get past the ceiling, and even though we might be wondering if God's hearing them, God does hear those prayers. And so our challenge then is to keep praying even when we're all prayed out, to keep praying even when it feels like no one's listening to our prayer, to keep praying because that's how we stay in communion with God, even when we're all prayed out. We're reminded of the words that David shared in another one of the Psalms, Psalm 40 and verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see in fear and put their trust in the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he heard my cry. One of our, I think one of our greatest challenges is to recognize that God's time is not our time. And, one of our, and with that in mind, one of our greatest challenges is to be patient, even in the midst of not having any patience left, in the midst of huge challenges in our lives. Patience and prayer go hand in hand. And when we're feeling like we're all prayed out, then our prayer needs to be, God, give me the strength to keep on praying. <laughs> God, please help me to be faithful to being faithful, even when it's the greatest challenge in my life. You know, keep praying to God even when we don't feel his presence. Because we know, if we've read any scripture at all, we know, and we know if we've had any experience at all with God, or we've had experience with other people who've had experience with God, we know that even though we might not feel God's presence, we know that God is there. Even when we're not feeling it. Praying for the strength to keep on praying because we know 
That's how we connect with God. And we know, especially when we're stretched beyond belief, that God is our only hope and that prayer is how we realize that hope by being in communion with the one who is our hope. Stretched, pray, and keep praying, and keep praying. Today's message is not rocket science. It's a gentle reminder, or maybe not so gentle, that our only hope is God. Our only hope is connecting with God And the way that we connect is through prayer. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, always. God will never leave us stranded. There's no place where we are that God is not. There's no situation that God is not in, as horrible as the situations can be. And it's through God's strength and comfort and love and peace that we can keep on keeping on. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, it is so hard sometimes to keep on keeping on. But that's what you did. And that's what you do for us. Keep on keeping on. You never tire. You never grow weary or weak with us, for you are the everlasting God, our everlasting God, and you will lift us up on wings of eagles when we're tired and weary. Thank you. God, when we're facing those times when we need to pray to just keep praying or we need to pray for to keep having faith, just fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us that focus to stay the course, to hold on tight, because we know that you're at work at all times, in all places. God, at the end of the day, we just pray that we can say it is well with my soul. We thank you and praise you today and all days, and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.